Hi, everybody. This is Greg. And before we start the podcast, I want to give a quick shout out to two of our sponsors. The first is a company very close to my heart, WNR Studios. They're the makers of the Cloud Agent Suite. Their flagship product, Cloud CMA, is used by more than 400,000 real estate professionals across the country. They recently announced reaching a new milestone of publishing over 10 million CMAs. That's a lot. Cloud MLX, their front-end of choice solution, recently won Inman News' Most Innovative Technology Award and has crossed over 200,000 MLS members under site license. That's a lot, too. You can find out more at cloudagentsuite.com. Also, I'm very excited to announce the Red Dot, a premium monthly report from the notorious one, Rob Hahn. The Red Dot is a monthly subscription providing an in-depth report focusing on a single key issue each month. Each issue will have an executive summary, a research and analysis, and more importantly, action items. The first report was amazing. I I really mean that. It was on uh, photos and licensing and such. And this is money well spent if you are in any uh, leadership role in organized real estate. And again, I really love the way this is laid out because with the executive summary, you can really get a quick hit of what this report is about. Later on, you can come back to the research analysis, and then you can have some action items to to bring to your board or your, your company. Anyway, please sign up at notorious-rob.com forward slash premium. I'll put a link to both sponsors in the show notes. Also, if we have any listeners that are interested in sponsoring the Industry Relations Podcast, please drop me a line at gregrobertson at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. And now on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Industry Relations with Rob and Greg. This is one of your co-hosts, Rob Hahn, the notorious one on the line. We have Greg Robertson, the uh, infamous, I don't know, we need to give you a name. Greg, are you there? Hola, Rob. <laughs> How you doing, Greg? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, something, it's like magic. Never, <laughs> it never yeah, fails. <laughs> I think it's the pause. I think it's the pause before I that. think so. And it's like you're, you're you have a different pitch, your tone of voice, something. <laughs> anyway, how are you? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Well, you know, now, now that I live in lovely Greenville, South Carolina, uh, life is wonderful. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Good How for are you. things in lovely Southern California? Oh, man, it's great. I was in D.C. all of the week prior, so yep. I've been in the office all week. So, I mean, I don't have a lot of travel coming up, so... Wonderful. Um, yeah, no. I mean, this this year, is, as you know, has been kind of a little bit crazy, so I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to, to being at home here. Yeah, yeah. We got to talk about that. I mean, you were in D.C. for a week. This is the first mid-year I've missed in a while because Steve Murray's Gathering of Eagles was going on at the same time. Right. And I spoke out there. So, what was mid-year like? And obviously, we got to talk about, you know, all the drama. But before we get to the drama, what was mid-year like? Well, why don't you give a – you want to give a preface, to, a preface to what was kind of going into mid-year about all the different <laughs> things that came up? Maybe we can kind of just cue things up a bit. Yeah, I was going to do that after you told me about all the fun parties and, you know, all the cool shit. Oh, and, uh, I, I can tell you about that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> all right. So, let's actually, you know – that might be an offline conversation. So the drama, I, I have to think anybody who's listening to this knows, you know, what went on before, right? It was the whole Houston Association of Realtors, you know, and their chairperson, Kenya Burrell, you know, wrote this letter. They did a survey kind of opposing the $30 dues increase. But it wasn't just that they opposed the dues increase, right? It was, I mean, at least Houston like laid out, like, here's a whole bunch of alternatives, you know, that you should be doing. Like, trying to remember a couple of the things that I can remember was you know, charge people for RPR, right? You know, the whatever, mm-hmm. the power users, charge them like 10 bucks a month for RPR, stop funding it. 
it was, hey, the DocuSign, you know, IPOs produced a windfall, you know, use that money instead of raising dues. The third one, I think, was stop doing the consumer awareness thing, you know, 40 million bucks for that and use that, you know, towards advocacy. You know, they had a number of actual suggestions, right? You know, they were very respectful and they put that out there. And then, as you know, we have this contentious post that hit. Right. <laughs> From right. Jim Harrison, CEO of MLS listings. You know, disclosure, I'm on the board of MLS listings. And then, you know, it was it was harsh. It was it really took NAR to task it at it it asked some questions that I thought were very uncomfortable. And then like a couple couple days later, you know, it comes out like Jim totally disavows it, says he didn't write it, says that a, a consultant, which you know, we learned later was Jeremy Conaway, you know, suppose he wrote it and and there's all this like mess around that. And then that led up to the vote, the board of directors vote. I guess it was on Saturday. It's usually on Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. on Saturday. And then, you know, the, the whole thing passed, you know, with like, it was like two thirds, one third, you know, like 150 directors voted no, what a 600 something, you know, voted yes. So, you know, it's like, we knew that was happening. Um, so that was the drama, right? And I, I wasn't there to see any of it, you know, any of the behind the scenes. You were. So I figured you could give us a little bit of, you know, play by play, a little bit of color, color commentary. Yeah, I think one of the th- the main themes of, of everybody in the industry was talking about, it's like, there's always something here, right? There's always right. something. To- so this this latest drama of, and I wouldn't, you know, to me, the HAR's thing was really, you know, first of all, I, I kind of wrote about this a little bit, but like, would you say yes if a survey came and it says, we'd like to raise your cable bill, do we want this to happen? Well, of course. No, everybody, of course, nobody nobody would ever, I mean, sending out a survey saying, do you think it's a good idea to raise dues is, is always going to get, no, it's not a good idea to do that, right? right? But I don't really think that was like part of the real narrative there. I think HAR, all they were saying is just be more wise about your spending, right? right? I think it was more about spending than than the dues increase. The dues increase was just the, was just the, the kind of, background to what the issues that they saw were, right? So, yeah. and I, you know, they, they have some good points as far as, you know, what, what you know, how they were dipping into reserves for certain contracts and everything else. And, you know, and, and gave some, what I loved about their letter was that not only did they come with the problem, but they came with suggestions on how right. to fix the problem, right. which was great, right? As far as the kind of infamous opt-ed, I think is the way Inman was, yeah. was putting there. Yeah. To me, I think that was just basically... Jim and and the board over there, MLS listings, I think as a whole have been, and I think you knew this, you know this, they've, they've always been proactive and people that that want to add to the conversation. And, and honestly, I think there's a lot of people there that really care about the industry and want to make the industry better, right? I can only imagine the politics and, and what went down there. But to me, anything here that that this op-ed piece was, was just basically a gross miscalculation, right? Mm, I think yeah. they went a bit too, whoever, however they want to lay the blame <laughs> or do anything else, it just went to a, a bit too far where they were questioning like people getting paid, you know, right? and, you know, and, and it just went a little bit out. I think it just went a bit too far, right? Right. What you didn't mention, which I thought was like kind of interesting is that you saw like almost an apology letter later from from HAR saying, hey, we respect NAR. We don't agree with what this uh, op-ed piece and right. we kind of apologize for if, if somehow we were kind of complicit in making this kind of thing happen, right? So I thought right. really at the end of it, it's like, 
NAR is showing an incredible amount of power, really. You know, they made... <laughs> That's one way of putting they made, it. <laughs> they made, you know, MLS listings. They had to write a full kind of retraction, right? And HER didn't, you know, had to write another letter after the, the original letter and things passed, right? Right. So, it was to me like just a very, very big display of power, really, if you, if you look yeah, at it. I, I mean, mean, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> That's right? one way to look at it. Sure. <laughs> the other thing is like, you know, some of the things they brought up, like, you know, I just, I didn't really kind of see the kind of the hashtag NAR crisis, right? I mean, right. you know, we've been on this podcast before and you've been arguing that they haven't done enough things. They right? haven't. They haven't, they haven't moved fast enough. And then, yeah. then I read from you and others, it's like, oh, you know, they shouldn't have done this. They shouldn't have done that. Or they're doing this wrong or they're doing that wrong. I'm like, well, I thought they weren't doing anything. So... So, so uh, come what's on, the Greg. That's, you know. So here's the thing, right? Okay, fine. You want to say the NAR displayed its might and power? Yeah, you could say that, you know. My problem is sort of the how and why, like the way they went about it. It's the exact opposite of what I'd hoped that they would do. But hey, it's their prerogative, you know, do what do whatever you want. The exact opposite of what they you you wish they wouldn't have raised the dues or I mean, what no, would no, you mean not what that. A- not that. Like so a couple things. Number one, you're conflating Sort of, you know, that they are not doing enough, the substantive they're not doing enough with the process that, you know, they did something. Like, you know, they're they're not doing enough in terms of like, I, I just, it's on, I'm on record. I oppose, I, I'm opposed to some of the things that NAR does. And I thought HR was right on the money. Like the whole $40 million consumer advertising thing just makes no sense to me. It just doesn't. You know, when like 90% of deals are done by realtors, I mean, we've talked about this, like, Everybody in a market is a realtor because you have to be in order to get the MLS. So you're going to promote like use a realtor. Well, that's everybody. So what are you promoting? You know, so there's those types of things. You know, RPR, you and I have talked about incessantly. Like, why is NAR doing that? Zip Logics, you know, which will now get paid, was it seven and a half million dollars every year from NAR for member dues? That made no sense to me. It's forty percent less than what they were paying. It was a bad deal. It was no deal that. That any of the current leadership there made, right? I mean, yeah, but you know, it's just it's part and parcel of like, why is the National Association doing that at all? It's not about like, yeah, you're saving money, but it's not a product I want, right? I mean, think about it. You're a tech vendor, right? If NAR mm-hmm. went and made a deal with Remind and started saying, okay, we're going to offer free Remind CMA software, I mean, you'd be like, what the fuck? Right. Well, no, I mean, they do that. I mean, RPR has a seller report. I mean, they've done that. that, yeah, that, that, that that's that, that's that a good example. Yeah. yeah, I mean, no, there was a lot of vendors that were very upset with, right. with that situation. So, right? it's, I it's mean, stuff like that. I'm saying you shouldn't yeah. be doing that. If you're going to spend money on that, honestly, spend money on the two things that you're supposed to do. One is, you know, advocacy, which they do a great job of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as much as you and I have like, whatever, you know, dickered over NAR and this, et cetera, and like Bob Goldberg. And I'm like, look, fact is on the advocacy front, they've done a great job, you know, and they continue to do a great job. And I think that's like the one thing that they should be doing. You know, the second thing I think they should be doing is is professionalism, but that's a whole other kettle of fish. Well, I'm they kind like, of address that though, right? I mean, yeah. they, they pass some- Glimmental excellence, bit. yeah. Right. Yeah, over like fraction of 2 million bucks. But that's kind of what I'm getting at, right? Like you can tell a person, quite frank, or or organization or anybody's priorities by what they spend money on. You know, you say like I, I love the children, but you you know give ten bucks a quarter. Meanwhile, you're spending eighty grand on your fucking fishing boat. 
then it says to me, your priority is fishing boat, you know, not children. <laughs> you know, it's like – so, you know, when NAR says, yeah, we're all about advocacy and professionalism, but you spend 800000 a year on professionalism and you spend $8 million on zip logics. I mean, you know, to me, that says what the, what the priorities are, right? So, those are like substantive disagreements. You know, none of it says anything about NAR leadership or NAR's power or whatever. Yeah, but what about what about on an overall standpoint? I mean, just looking at this, you know, again, is this a crisis? I think it's to a me, crisis. It was just a, oh, Jesus! I think it is. I, I don't think it's a crisis. Of course not. But here's here's why I think it's a crisis. Right, let let me rephrase that. I won't say it's a crisis. I think it was an opportunity missed. Let me put it that way. Okay, so that's a very different thing, man. Uh, than hashtag NAR crisis. Except that the crisis in building, so the opportunity missed was to avert the crisis. So let me explain what I mean by that. You, re- <laughs> do you remember when Bob was named CEO and you and I argued about that, right? Right. And what I ended up having to concede, and I wrote a giant post about this, is that Bob Goldberg, you know, may be the perfect person for the job right now because he was coming on the heels of Dale Stitton, right? Who all the reports and you know, like, look, I understand NAR, you know, insiders and staff and whatever are going to deny this and say whatever other things, but. You know, the the perception everyone's feeling was that Dale kind of ruled with an iron fist, right? And I thought Bob was going to change the culture of NAR. It was going to be, a, you know, like a, a friendlier NAR, right? You know, turn the pyramid upside down NAR. You know, that was much softer, gentler, kinder NAR. And I think what this episode says to me is, hell with that. It's like the new boss, the same as the old boss. It's the same old, like you know, dissent and get crushed in AR, mm. right? And that hasn't changed. And I'm saying that's that's unfortunate. So take, all right, leave Jim Harrison off to the side for a second because like you said, there are some things in that op-ed that are like a little bit beyond the pale. Take HAR's letter, right? Yeah. Which you and I Which both one? agree. The, the first one, the first okay. you know, survey, whatever. I mean, it was respectful as could be, right? Even in the first one, they're like, we totally support NAR. We support yeah, NAR. Yeah, I, all that. I, I mean, totally was, agree with you. I mean, to me, a kinder, gentler NAR would have been reaching out to HAR, like, oh, you know, thank you for, for caring. Because that's one of the things I wrote, you know, when I, it's like, look, you should pay attention to your critics because at least they give a shit about you, right? Like 70% of the so-called membership couldn't care less. So here are people that are saying we care enough to, you know, disagree and make some suggestions. Like a way that they could have, NAR could have gone about this was like a warm embrace. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, thank you for offering suggestions and let's let's have conversations. Let's do a big panel and put Kenya Burrell on stage, you know, front and center. And, you know, I mean, I, so here's a question. Like, they could have done that. I don't feel like they did. Having said that, because I wasn't there, were you at the actual board of directors vote? No, I wasn't. Because, you know, I, I think we would have heard about it if they had done the warm embrace, Right. And put Kenya and said, you know, look, first thing we're going to do, HAR, you know, they wrote this thing. They have some concerns. We're going to really talk about it, you know, and sort of embrace it and make them part of the thing. You know, maybe say, look, we're going to postpone the vote on two and a half percent, which they did. Maybe they could have very easily said, we're going to delay this for a couple months, right, through the main November meeting. And we're going to invite Kenya and HAR people to sit in some but, committee. But, I mean, they could have done a lot of things, right? But, 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 but they did do something. Right, I think you're, well. I mean, they they had two things they were proposing, right? There was a dues increase, right, and a thirty dollars dues increase, and then there was going to be this two point five percent annual dues increase. It wasn't right? the only thing they were proposing, though. They were also proposing spending money on a bunch of stuff. 
Okay, so but right. again, more than just the dues increase, right? Part of this was a 2.5 annual dues right. increase as well going Perpetual. forward. Perpetual, right? Right. 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 Which they postponed. Right. Which to me is, you know, they could have ramrodded that as well, right? Can't you can't you say that this was kind of some that they acquiesced a little bit. I, I mean, know. it wasn't very obsequious, but I mean, at the same time, it was it was something. I right? don't know. I I really don't know. I don't know if that was you know if they floated that with the intent of giving it up. Well, you're making all these other right. other assumptions. I'm like saying- they're ramming things down their throat. But I guess you know that, but <laughs> but you don't know about this. I mean, come on. Look, there are things that we you know you and I both know that we can, we're not going to talk about on public podcast. But I guess what I'm getting at is. To your point, if Houston had to issue what you saw as an apology letter, which I didn't, I saw it as a clarification. But well, clarification. Also, I mean, I think it was very. I think it was very kind of kumbaya at the end. I mean, I think she was totally right of, of like we got to bring everybody together. But sure. at the same time, you know, there was there was a, a bit of a apology in there as well. Well, fine. If there was a bit of an apology, my question is, what happened behind the scenes to require that to create that? And, and you know what? What I do think so. This is where the Jim Harrison thing now comes into play. Okay. Now again, there are things I can't talk about with that, right? Because I'm on the board, right? So right. Uh, I know some things. But let's just talk, stick to what we know publicly. What's you know what's been made public already. We know that this op-ed goes up under Jim Harrison's name, right? On Inman, before he claims. Few days later, after like you know, people have commented on and responded to it. I wrote a post about it. You know, all these things. Not Jim, but one of his board members, Jeff Barnett, comes on my blog, comes on Facebook, comes all everywhere, and states this: Jim didn't write this. Okay. My -hmm. question is, what happened in those few days? Granted, what the op-ed, whoever wrote it, what the op-ed said was. You know, a little bit beyond the pale. Like we can all agree well, with that. What do you think happened, man? People got pissed. I think People what happened was pressure was brought pissed. to bear. That's what I think happened. Of course. Well, of course. I mean, okay. if he was in that thing, as you said, I mean, there were some smart things in there, but as you said, some of it was beyond the pale, sure. right? Where NAR was not going to take lying down somebody, you know, whoever it was, saying that they were getting side money. Yeah, for, I mean, for some of these deals. I mean, so yeah. of course there was pressure. I would put I mean, anybody would put pressure on on something as far as that they thought was inaccurate and and you know, going against their ethics or whatever you want to call it, right? Okay. So let let me put it this way. Why is that a why would that be a surprise? It's not a surprise, but I'm saying that's the old NAR. That's the old NAR way of doing things. There, there's that's a, anybody, dude. No, I mean, it's anybody, no. No, Greg, it's if, not. If you're being, Greg, if, you're being if you're being accused of wrongdoing, right. Whether it's the old NER, the new NER, or whoever else it is, you should be able to, to defend yourself. That's not about old NER, new NER. That's no. Just- no, no, no. I'm not saying that they're defending themselves was old NER. I'm saying there's multiple ways you could defend yourself. There are multiple ways of doing this. For example, they could have just done what I would have considered a kinder, gentler thing, right? And immediately, as soon as he published it, says, okay, we're going to invite Jim. We're going to have a public you know, town hall. We'll have a conversation, get Inman to you know, moderate or whatever. I mean, th- that could be put together in 48 hours and just say, look, we embrace you as well. Warm embrace, Jim. Come in, uh, you know, into the fold. Come under the tent. We'll answer your questions. You know, and then you know, like not treat you like pariah. You know, I, I think that you have a good point there, but I think the thing that makes that that made that unattainable was if if they if they were laying out facts like HAR was. Right. Right. 
about these things and this and like, and HER is giving them solutions along with everything else. I think absolutely that would have been a great kind of moment, right? Right. But this, in response to what was written, if you don't immediately say and kind of refute this is bullshit. Right. And and just and and then just say, but instead you go, well, let's let's talk about this. It's almost like you're saying, that's a valid point. Let's talk about all the money no, I no, get no, on the no, side. No, 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 no. What I'm saying no, is no, no, no. I, I, no. I think I think Greg, let, they let, had let, to no. they of had course to they did. slam down on that. No, you cannot have to slam down on it. That's my point, right? Like understand the power. In other words, look, nobody denies NAR has power. No one denies that Bob Goldberg, you know, Elizabeth Mendenhall, Johns maybe. No one denies that these people are have the power. What I'm saying is when you have the power, there are different ways you can choose to exercise it. You can choose, like you say, slam down on them, right? Punish the, you know, the the offender and show that like, you know, don't don't fuck with us. You can do it that way. Absolutely. The other way you can do it is almost like a Bill Clinton approach, you know, doing the look, I feel your pain that makes you say these stupid things. But, you know, come and get embraced by Big Daddy over here, and we're going to solve this. They could have just as easily done that. And what I'm saying is I wanted to see, with this whole episode, the new NAR, the new kinder, gentler NAR, take more of that approach. So, let, I mean, I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. I don't about. know. Okay. If you're attacking somebody's character, it's, it's Greg, hard to kind I'll, of go there. No, it's, it is hard, absolutely. And only the powerful can do it. So, I'll give you an example of from my own life, okay? College, I was a big-time student radical. Okay. So one time, and I don't even know what the issue was. You know, I did some big letter writing campaign and did a sit in and whatever. And I attacked the personal character of my college provost, president, the deans, professors, you know, just like these people are racist, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was completely wacko, crazy, you know, something only like a 19 year old kid can do and think is right. I did that. And you know what the administration did? They did the warm embrace, right? They weren't like, you know, you guys are, are effing crazy. Because you're a 19-year-old kid, not a board of directors from an influential MLS. First of all, it wasn't a board of directors, right? Whatever. <laughs> because okay. they disavowed it and Jim's disavowed it. So that's number one. Number two, I'm, it's, you're making it about the 19-year-old I'm talking about the difference in power. Okay. And they are kind of very easily said, you know what, Jim? We don't, you know, you're, you're beyond the pale. Right. We think that this is, you know, more than just fair criticism, but we appreciate that you're criticizing. We appreciate that you give a crap. So let's, you know, give you a warm embrace, come under the head tent and do it that way. And they, I've, I'm, all I'm saying is they could have handled it that way. They didn't. They went out with an op-ed of their own and just literally slammed the shit out of him or whoever wrote it. Right. And then mm-hmm. what I'm saying is behind the scenes, this is the part that sort of bugs me. What happened behind the scenes? What happened outside of the public spotlight? You say people got pissed. Who? If it was Bob, well, the, the Elizabeth, whose character got, was attacked. Right. If those are the people that got pissed, did they reach out, you know, and contact some other people and, you know, start getting the machinery motion? Because that's the way that old NAR has always worked. Like, it's not like if you piss off Dale, it's not like he just walks up to you and person goes, hey, man, you know, piss me off, you know, outside you and me. It was more like, your board got reached, you know, people that uh, your customers got reached, you know, it's stuff like that. And I'm saying, look, I mean, is that reasonable? Is that uh, normal? I guess. But it doesn't, it doesn't lend itself to like a nice, healthy, you know, environment for conversation. Let's put it this way. After these two things, okay, put it a different way. After Kenya, after Jim, after these two things, who else do you think is going to speak up? 
If they have a disagreement of any kind. I don't think this industry is shy of those type of people, man. It's awfully shy of people <laughs> to step up and, and cross the party line. The fact that there is a party line at all is a problem. But we, you and I both know, everybody listening to this podcast knows there is a party line. And if you do not toe the party line, expect consequences. Everyone knows that. I don't know. No? I, I don't Am know. I wrong? Do you think there are like, do you see David Sharon and Art Carter out there like, you know, freely voicing their opinion? No, nobody does that in, in, in real estate. Nobody. Everyone's careful as hell not to cross the line. So there's like acceptable dissent and then there's unacceptable dissent. So to me, like the Jim Harrison thing, even that I could sort of go somewhere with you because, it, you know, I don't think he accused anybody, but he strongly hinted. And I think the irresponsible thing probably was, if you're going to write something like that, because people thought I wrote it. I'm like, dude, if I were to write something like that, I would have backup. I'm not going to make assertions about, you know, are people getting paid off without like actually having evidence, you know, that I could use to back up that sort of accusation. But the HAR team, Kenya, that whole thing, that's a different story. Like that, there was nothing outside the lines in that. So the question I've got is, were they warmly embraced? Right? Were they treated the way I'm, I hope that, you know, that they would have been treated? Or were they shut out? Were they isolated? Were they marginalized? Were they punished, if you will? That's, that's just a question. I don't know because I didn't go to mid-year. So I was hoping you would know because you were there. No, it's, I mean, here's, here's I think, the, the good part of all of this is that while you're saying that you know, the party line this or that, Going up to that, you know, starting with HER thing, it brought a lot of those things, those questions to bear, right? What are they spending on? Right. Why do we need this doozy? Wow. So all those things, I mean, at the end of the day, were they? You know, Jim's Jim's letter and everything really kind of brought a lot of those issues to light that maybe we wouldn't have seen them seen in the past. Now, right? when you say it was brought to light, what do you mean by that? You know, I just don't remember, and maybe because I wasn't paying too much attention back then, of like finding out what what a deal was before with some vendor and how much they were spending here and how much they were spending there and and maybe because of the dues increase they had to kind of bring those things to light right but to me all that stuff would have been back deal done and nobody would have known by that it was just like well we need we need more money because you know we got to amp up this and that right this seemed to me like there was actually more transparency if you want to call it and because of that there was more discussion about it but where? I don't know if I, I've ever kind of paid attention before enough to say, but I feel this way that this was a lot more information that everybody was given because there was so much talk about it. Wait, 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 um, wait, 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 wait. Everything was a little bit, you know, behind the scenes more. But that, what I'm saying is, uh, where, where was this? When you say something was brought to light, where, where do have we seen any public discussion online? You know, well, there's a ton of art. You've been writing about it. I wrote about it. But yeah, you and me. Yeah, but we're not, we're not NAR leadership. So in other we're words, still part of, we're, we're still part of, you know, Inman News or, you know, we're still all part of this thing called organized real estate. It doesn't have to be just, you know, <laughs> a working realtor. I mean, it can be anybody, anybody can bring this stuff up. We're part of organized real estate in the way that like a thorn in the side, I think is a part of the body. <laughs> no. But listen, I, I don't believe Listen, that. I mean, no, no, I, I don't mean it. Because, you know, like I know all most of the guys in leadership and I love them. They're great people and they've always been real kind to me. But here's what I'm getting at, though. When you say brought to light, brought to light where? Have we seen any sort of explanation of why NAR is spending $42 million a year on consumer advertising? I haven't seen it if there has been. 
Maybe there has. I don't know. Maybe it's gone out in some secret Facebook group, you know, limited to NAR directors. But if so, that's a problem in itself because you can't call that transparency. Transparency would have been, wait, let me finish. Transparency would have been either Elizabeth or Bob or somebody in leadership penning some sort of op-ed somewhere or giving an interview somewhere saying, hey, listen, we understand why, you know, Houston was saying what, why they're saying these things. But here's where we spend our money and here's why. We spend $42 million consumer advertising for reasons X, Y, and Z. We're spending $8 million in ZipLogic because reason A, B, C. You know, like there was none of that discussion. So when you say things were brought to light, brought to light where? Because I haven't seen it. Yeah, I mean, to me, I always thought the consumer advertising thing was basically protect. I mean, they are always under question for the realtor brand. And I think, and you're you're the attorney, not me, but if you don't actually promote that and protect that, brand, you could lose it, right? So a lot of it has to do with protecting the realtor brand. I don't know. You could argue about how much they should spend on that. You know, I'm not an attorney. Know what you what you have to spend and what you have to get out to protect that brand, right? right? So, and and to me, they're 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 under siege right now. I mean, you know, you've got Zillow, you've got all these other kind of non, you know, real estate entities that are getting into the market. If I if I thought about it for more than two seconds, I could probably come up with a a really good reason why you want to spend more money, spend more money, more money on consumer advertising. I don't think it takes a a, a big step to say, you know, you know what, we're under siege. You sure. got all these eye buyers, you got everything else, and you know what, we think it's important sure. to to kind of get our message out there. Sure. So, but I mean, is that such a? I mean, does that need like a? If I can think of that in two seconds, does that really need some sort of op-ed piece? Yes, it does, because you are not the president of NAR. You're not the CEO of NAR. You and I could come up with all kinds of reasons to justify all sorts of spending. I, I bet if we even looked online, I'm sure somewhere somebody said something very similar to that. Dude, if, if you and I had to go and do Google Foo to find that out, then that's not transparency. That's not bringing it out in the light. Hey, look, think of, it, think of it this way, because NAR works a lot like government, right? You know, the dues increase, it's almost like a tax increase because everyone knows you got to pay it. So think of it like your own state of California, right? They spend money on all kinds of shit. How often do you get an explanation of why they're spending the money and what they're spending the money on? When you do get an explanation, you know what? The people can think about it and go, yeah, all right, I'm okay with that. Somebody says, look, we need better police presence. So we're going to need to raise taxes by this much in order to pay for additional cops. People are going to hear that and go, you know, I okay, I get behind that. But if you're saying we're going to build this fucking high-speed rail train to nowhere, we're going to spend $10 billion on it, people go, wait a minute, what? what? Right? So I guess what I'm getting at is, look, if you want to explain the spending, because Houston, you're, you're right. It wasn't about the $30 dues increase. It never was. Like Nobody cares about that. What they care about was $30 dues increase without looking at the spending. That, that was the question. So I'm asking, where was the discussion in the light, warm embrace, whatever, about spending? I didn't see any of it. And at the end of the day, okay, they passed the dues, but they didn't just pass the dues increase. They passed all of the spending, right? And okay, they suspended 2.5%. But if there was explanation offered on why they're spending what they're spending... I, so, Rob, I mean, it's, it. just, it's, 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 it's just unbelievable that you don't... They gave a fucking name to this. Yeah. You know the name, right? The I mean, Smart Initiative, yeah. And they released yeah. an FAQ, yeah. I wrote about them. And I had... I was okay, like, so how are questions. you saying to me right now, they got infographic? I'm looking at the fucking site right now. Yeah. Infographics, what... They, FAQ, a dues information, the, the budget information sheet, 
what do you mean this was not brought to light? You're, I mean, it's it's all I mean, it's all right here. And you you could even recite by name what the hell the thing was. Okay, so let's just take one thing. $42 million a year for consumer advertising. I've been questioning forever. H.A.R. questioned it. Was there any any discussion? What do you mean any discussion? Of why they're spending $42 million advertising a brand that every single person in the marketplace carries. Well, as I said before, you have to protect that brand, right? You know, they've got to have some some people giving them advice, either legally or otherwise, that they, yeah. they've got to spend money to do no, that. No, right? you don't. You don't need to do consumer advertising to protect the brand. You just go after and litigate against people using your brand without permission. So you don't need to spend $42 million doing TV ads. You just don't, right? So there was no explanation. For well, that. I mean, you say that like, you know, you're some sort of media expert. I mean, yeah, you don't have to be a media I, expert I, I, to know that you don't you spend just don't. a bunch of money on well, advertising. I, I, think you, I think you do. I think no, you, you don't. Do. How, much, how much money do you spend on advertising? You know, probably less than I want. <laughs> probably but less than I want. You don't need to spend money advertising your brand to protect it. That, that's, I don't that, know. That's I, just the fact. To me, if I'm a... If, uh, well, take I, another again, one. Fine. So take, take, sorry, fine. sorry. Take sorry, another you're one. You're the expert. Go take another one. Tell me about how to do a media strategy. Take another one. Ziplogics. Was there ever a clear explanation of why a national association needs to offer a transaction management platform? Okay, again, I can right off the top of my head, yeah. I can I can absolutely give you an excuse for that, right? No, you can. Non real estate, you can. Okay, my, my that's not what that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's it's not our job, you and my job, to offer explanations for NAR leadership. It's their job, right? And you're saying Smart Initiative did that. It did not. There, it did not. I mean, I have seven questions on a blog post. None of those were answered, right? So, look, I mean, I'm saying this is, I don't know. I'm saying this was a opportunity missed because I feel like NAR and leadership could have taken this opportunity to really showcase like how things are different. And I know people are going to say they were different. I, I just don't see it. Now, I know those guys, so I would advise them to be different going forward. I mean, there's, it doesn't take any, like that much effort for Elizabeth to do a podcast. She, hell, she could come on this show, right, and explain, look, uh, here's why we did the ZipLogics thing. You and I don't have to agree with it. That's not the point. The point is that the realtor membership out there, the 1.3 million people, not that you and I have 1.3 million listeners, but you know the, the people who give a crap that they they get to hear it. You know, they could go on Inman and say, look, HR questioned this, this, and this. Why don't we charge RPR power users, you know, 10 bucks a month? Here's why we're not. You know, like explain it. At least just come they, out and explain they actually, it. They did explain that. I mean, they came when they when they wrote, I think they wrote back some things to HR about some of those things. And they said, you know, that that wouldn't be viable. I mean, they they had some questions for that. If I'm looking at the smart initiative site, they've answered both your questions here, right? It's technology. NAR researches, NAR researches, sources, and brings the latest technology trends and innovative tools to help you stay on the cutting edge, save time, and earn more. Mm-hmm. You may not agree with that. That includes RPR and, and also ZipLogic. Realtor brand. Your membership gives you the right to use the globally recognized Realtor brand. NAR provides resources and campaigns to help the public understand the value of working with a Realtor. Those are two clear explanations that are linked to things in the SMART initiative. Again, you and I could not, you know, we, we may not agree with that, but they're stating here right on the site what that money's for. Okay. Fine. So basically your point is that the way they handle this is a dramatic departure from the past. I don't know if, as far as, like I said, I, I don't know if I was paying much attention before 
I could remember Smart Initiative. Maybe it's just marketing now, right? It's I, I couldn't remember any, some sort of other initiative that NAR from Dale or even Terry back then that came up of you know that came you know before that, right? So I guess oh, again, I, I don't know. There was a whole lot of similar things when they launched RPR. Well, I'm talking about budget wise, right? But RPR was a twenty million dollar year budget item. No, they. I mean, there we've seen this sort of marketing talk from NAR before. And again, like maybe it's just a matter of degree. I'm just saying like in the social media age, it would have been so easy, so easy. I mean, Elizabeth and I, I don't know if Bob was, but I think Elizabeth was at T3, right? NAR has a PR department, right? Why they couldn't reach out to Stefan and be like, hey, we need half an hour, you know, to do a presentation so that, you know. They she did can, a presentation there. What was the presentation on? Did they answer questions? Did they have an open conversation? Well, I mean, it, it wasn't their format, right? But I mean, Elizabeth came up there, gave a whole slide deck on everything, talked about the Spartan initiatives. I mean, they, they did a lot of things. Uh, did they take questions? You know, I don't know if they had enough time to take questions. I, I don't right. remember. And, you know, so look, I mean, some of the things that I would like to see would be that I would, you know, and I think it's entirely possible. And maybe they'll listen to this and they'll take the advice. It's like, look, if this episode shows anything, it shows that, you know, Whatever they think uh, as transparency and outreach is not enough. And I think the way that the HR thing was handled in particular, you know, really sends a strong message that like, don't cross NAR, right? And I don't think that's healthy. I just don't. I think it would have been much better for NAR to do, like I said, to me, for the leadership has done a much softer, kinder, gentler thing. That's just my opinion, you know? And I don't think that the extent of talking about it, of discussion, you know, that it just wasn't enough. Yeah. What I think, what I think could happen here, and this goes on a topic we've talked about before, is somebody could listen to our podcast and listen to what you're saying, and you could get a laundry list of all the things that NAR has done that that, that they could give you and say, listen, this is exactly, we did this, we have a podcast, we have a website, we do all these things, and it'd be, it could be five pages long and really shove it right up your ass and say, could. what are you talking about, Rob? This is all the things we've outreached to our members for. And these okay. are the, we've answered each question and everything else. And for you to say, well, I didn't hear about it or I don't hear realtors hearing about it. I'm not sure if you can't, if the, the membership isn't engaged, I, I don't know what you do about that, man. But I don't, know if, I don't know if that's NAR's fault. I mean, that's like every business out there is trying to get their customers you know, to rise above the the din or just the noise that's out there, right? But I think I think there's I think there'd be a very strong case for NAR to come back to all the things you're saying and say that's absolutely untrue. Look at look at this laundry list of things that we tried to educate everybody with. I think that would be a conversation I would love to have, right? And if I'm wrong, okay, I'm wrong, right? It's just like I said, it's my perception. But in in a case like this, you know, and I know, Greg, perception is reality. Right. And the perception right now, for me anyway, is, you know, things have not changed. You cross NAR, you're going to get hammered. So, I might get hammered, right? Because I'm crossing NAR right now. But, you know, I'm crossing NAR, I suppose, because I, you know, I give a shit about them. Like, I want them to do well. I want them to be successful. I want them to, like, we need NAR to be successful, right? And, and the I, crisis. Yeah. Now, I'm I'm less on like, I look at NAR, I mean, I, I own a business and, and part of my business is 
I'm trying to get realtors to do something, right? Mm -hmm. Which is either A, buy my shit or use my shit, right? Right. And I know how fucking difficult that is. Of course it is. I look at at a a company like NAR and they are essentially trying to do the same thing. So, when I hear, you know, these gadflies and these armchair quarterbacking like you of telling me, telling them or me how they should communicate with their members, I'm like, Hey man, <laughs> this shit is hard. You come down here and try to do this, man. I've, I've, I, you know, I've tried ninety thousand things, and they still don't read it, or they still don't get it. I mean, I just, of course, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm more sympathizing with them from that standpoint than like the the organization itself, right? And and I'm more I when I when I'm talking to you, I get more defensive on like, man, I've tried. You know, it's hard. It's harder than you think. Um, I, look, I'm not saying it's easy, right? That's why people who do PR and communication get paid. What I'm saying, though, there's, there's a big difference, Greg, between you and your customers, right? And NAR and its members who don't have a choice. There's a huge difference. You going out to your customers and trying to convince them to do this or buy your stuff or use your stuff and use it the right way. Look, if they don't listen, they don't listen, but they're your customers and they're paying you voluntarily out of their pocket to do it. That's one level of responsibility from communication. The other one is where like, whether I use your stuff or not, whether I've chosen to buy your stuff or not, I'm going to get money taken out of my pocket. That's a different level of responsibility, right? Because there's a different level of power. Like if Greg Robertson says, look, I'm going to go out and do X, Y, Z, a customer of yours could say, yeah, that's cool, but I'm not going to be your customer anymore, right? You have a different level of power that NAR does. Ergo, you have a different level of responsibility that NAR does. So we could quote Spider-Man here once again, right? With great power comes great responsibility. So yeah, I mean, if NAR wants to tell me and, you know, with a stack of whatever, five pages long, and like you said, shove it up my ass, I'm like, go ahead, let's, let's do this. I would love to have a conversation. In fact, I would welcome anyone from NAR leadership to come on our podcast right here and have that conversation with us, right? And if I'm wrong, I'll, I'm happy to admit I'm wrong. But I just can't help shake the feeling that an opportunity was missed because the crisis here is not about the dues increase. The crisis here is the crisis of the institution. And there are members out there, whether they're morons, whether they're not paying attention, that's all true. But fact is, they're not happy. You have a major local association that unanimously voted to bring up all these questions and concerns. And I guess there's a big question in my mind as to how those were addressed. Since neither of us are at the actual mem- the board of directors meeting, we'll just have to leave it there. I mean, I would actually love to know, like love to hear from someone who was at that director's meeting to find out how much debate happened, right? Like HR made a set of proposals. How much debate happened around those? Any? I, I think enough where 100, 150 people said no. Right. Okay, then that's the answer. I, I just don't have the answer to that, right? I just don't have the answer to that. But when people feel like NR, you know, sort of rubber stamping and ramming things through, it's because in the past, in the past, I'm going to point this out, in the past, the perception was everyone was told what to do way in advance, way at a time. And if that didn't happen this time around, that's wonderful news. I just want to hear about so, it. So, you know, just, I know we should wrap this up, but just let's put, yeah. let's put it this way. What if, if you look back on past and past NAR budgets, right? Right. And you saw that there was a 90-10 voting, 90% right. to say yes, and 10% said no. 
And right. what if and you looked at like this past one? What if this past vote showed the biggest gap between right. yes and no of any other kind of budget proposal? Would you say that would be progress? Um, I guess the 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 question there is not. The question there is not what the gap in the vote was. I mean, that's not progress or. or no, but but doesn't that show that you're saying the hammer's being brought down? But wouldn't that show a little bit less of influence? I guess you could say it does, but now we get to wait and see what happens here going forward. Right, but would you say that if it's it was ninety ten and now it's it's seventy thirty that that's progress on the membership being more engaged? But but here's the thing. I mean, it's a question. Progress, it's so- a question. And I'm going to answer your question with something I don't know, okay? That I don't know because I wasn't there, right? But what we do know is that in the past, it was 90-10 because everyone said that NAR sent out sort of marching orders before the vote. So it would be progress if NAR did not do that this time around. If they just said, you know what? Vote your conscience, right? We're not going to tell you one way or the other which way to vote. If they had done that, then yes, that's dude, progress. Dude, dude, that's absolutely progress. That, that, no, 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 that's a little bit crazy because because they always send out marching orders. They always send out marching. Do of they? course they do. You know, before mm, any okay. uh, before any board vote, absolutely they send out marching orders. Say this is the way we want you to vote. I mean, and I think this would if it's true, and I don't even. I'm just. I have no idea if this is true, but if it's true that they did. Right. I don't see why they would do it any other way than they've done before. And this vote gap was bigger than it was. And again, I don't know. Then I think then I then <laughs> we're I, totally then I speculating. We are speculating right but I'm just trying to get from you. Would that show yeah. progress? And I think absolutely. And, and if, if they did it the same way they normally did, it, and they still got this gap, this wider gap, I think that's that's more on that you know that that, that communication is working better with smart or whatever you want to call it because people are more engaged. So you're saying that if, if they did things this time around the way they've always done it, and there was a bigger vote gap, that is a that's I think progress? that's a sign from from your standpoint. That's a sign that they're not just the old NAR of just a rubber stamping anything. <laughs> but this way, from my standpoint, I'm concerned about the process. I'm not concerned about the results. If they had brought no pressure, no marching orders, and it was a unanimous vote, I would be like, okay, the people have spoken. If they actually brought pressure, if they actually gave marching orders, and this was the biggest gap, I actually see it the other. Then it's this that actually says crisis to me. Like whatever you tried in the past did not work as well this time around. So uh, yeah, it's not about the result, Greg. It's about the process. So I don't know. I mean, we're just going on an awful long time, so we should probably wrap it up. <laughs> Maybe do another episode. Maybe after like somebody comes up with here's a list of 500 things we've done. Rob, you can go. You know whatever, right? F-O-A-D. And I'm like, all right, let's, let's have that. And, and again, it's, if it's they sort come of over that list, I mean, where do you what? go from there? Oh, I take a look at that list. I absolutely do. Because I've got, I have, like I said, I've put this like thing together, seven questions, and I've gotten zero answers on any of those questions. Right. That's just, that's just a fact. I've gotten zero answers. So if they want to be transparent, if, and if, if that's what they want, if they want to do the lead in the sunlight thing, okay. I'm happy to to help them, right? Because I think you and I are pretty good at being the sunlight. If anybody wants things, you know, wants to be transparent, we will help them be transparent, right? Because I got a lot of questions I could get real real nitty gritty about. So do you, right? All right, man. Anyway, <laughs> this went on. So hey, to those listening, we apologize. We're we're at almost an hour. 
but it, it's a big yeah, heavy yeah. topic so i think it it needed a little bit more from greg and i you know this time around so parting thoughts i think it's a lot harder than you think bro that's all that's my last comment and i agree it's a lot harder than than it is but that's why they're the leaders of a national organization and they need to step up and do better all right man all right Thanks, Craig. Great talking to you as always. And uh, to our audience, thank, thank you, for, you listening. for listening. <laughs> Look, we fought. We fought. We argued. So, you know, hopefully this episode <laughs> yeah. will get a higher rating. All right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> All right. Take care, everyone. Bye.